Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. My name is Mary Brzeek. And I'm Kim Dillon. We are two pediatric speech-language pathologists with a combined 25 years of experience. We are your source for speech, language, feeding, play, and much more in between. Welcome to Friday Favorites. This is the time in our show when we talk about um, some of our absolute favorite things in various categories. So today is going to be games. We love collecting games. Games are awesome. They are such great concepts with turn-taking and initiating and learning to the rules, learning to lose, Um, lots of different things that you can work on with games. But also, ultimately, games are fun, and we love them. So we are going to talk about two of our favorite games today that we hope that you will enjoy. So Kim, what is your favorite today? So I'm talking about Zingo today. So it's kind of a twist on bingo because the idea is you have a card. It has pictures on it. It has both the the picture and the word, which I love because even if you're at the picture level, being able to see the visual of the word um, just there is always great and just a bonus. So there are 12 pictures on each, nine pictures on each card. And the idea is to get three in a row. I usually don't play this way because whenever I'm playing, we're targeting vocabulary or certain sounds. And I try, we play by filling up the whole card first. That's the winner. Um, And it just makes the game last a little bit longer. So I guess you could call that blackout. That's how we play. Um, It goes pretty quick if you do three in a row. But if you're at that level to do a quick game, it is a great one to be done and kind of show that start to finish and then maybe come back to it later to try a different round. So there's a little red box that you pull forward and back and two little chips, card chips, they're hard plastic. And so this is great too, because they're not cards that will get bent or messed up or wet or, you know, discolored. They're pretty durable. So you pull forward and back two little plastic cards chips come out and it will have pictures on them. So it might be a heart and an apple and whoever calls the picture first gets to put that picture on their card if they have it. Um, So I would say that part is a little bit for older because you're having to look at the pictures that came out and then look at your card and do a quick match. And obviously if you're the one facilitating the game as an adult, you're going to hold back a little bit to give them that time to process looking at their cards, trying to make that match if they have it, and then calling it out or labeling it. Or maybe they're not labeling it, but just choosing their card and matching it to picture. That's a great target to be able to work with with this game. And so all kinds of different vocabulary, like it has dog, apple, clock, shoe, very common vocabulary that you can practice while you're working on that matching, um, that back and forth turn-taking. And I think with all of the games, that's just an overarching goal that we're always working with is the my turn, your turn, turn-taking concept, um, you know, completion of activity, starting it, finishing it. And I think that sometimes we underestimate the importance of teaching games it's for us, it might 
be a concept that seems like we should just grasp, but kids have to learn how to play these games. And when you can practice them on a level where it's just you facilitating with the kid, that kind of helps them transition into at school. Maybe they're going to have a game center and they're going to play with multiple kids. That's a whole other level And they have to have had practice to be able to get to that. And so it's really important to practice just these skills of turn-taking, figuring out how it works, um, winning, losing, all of those things. Um, And so anyways, with Zingo, there's also, you know, if you were targeting different sounds, there's going to be all those target sounds throughout all of these words. So practicing those sounds as they naturally come along with pictures that come up, or you can just practice some sounds with some target words if you had lists and then take a turn. So yeah, this is just a great game to start with two people. Um, This was also, so the ages for this game, it says three to five. Um, You, again, with all games, I like to not follow the rules and just in games, not, not life in general, (laughs) Um, just with games. If you have a younger child, lay out 10 cards. You don't even have to use the little red dispenser, lay out 10 of the little plastic cards, and then just see how you can match on one card together. Um, And then we might, we might need more. And so we're going to get more out. So you can start super simple and then work your way up. And I would say well past five. Um, This is a great game because you can bring in multiple players. This was the very first game that I would say my son when he was six, maybe seven, taught his younger sister who I think was three. So it was Mm -hmm. huge for him because he got to teach her how to play the game. And it's just simple enough to do that. And it's, it's just great for that kind of level. And then again, when you have kids around those ages and they've figured it out, it's a game that they can play by themselves. Um, True. Mm-hmm. You know, you can monitor it if you need to, but it's also once they kind of get the hang of it and they're able to match and they are going to be okay if they lose, <laughs> maybe some days Ooh. they're going to be better than others. It is a game that they can play by themselves, which is great. It's an easy family game night. We love family game nights at our house. And, um, it's, it's just a great one that everybody can participate in. Um, if you need one at that level. So it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I love Zingo too. So this, I have this picture of my daughter. We, we brought it on vacation. That's how much we love this game. And I have this yeah. picture for playing like outside on the porch. Um, it was just, you know, one of those games we knew we'd enjoy playing together, but yeah, I can't mean, Yes. Kimmy mentioned not following the rules. And yeah, it's so funny listening to you talk about it um, because I've, I'm not a direction reader when it comes to games. And so Uh I had no idea that was actually the way that you play because I don't play like that at all when I use this game and I love it so much also. So that's so funny that you're supposed to call it out fastest because I have have no (laughs) idea. No idea. Okay. So how, how I've played that game is turn-taking of my turn, your turn. And then 
almost always I'm working on the word slide. So we like take our hand and put it on the little dispenser and say slide as Ooh, we're moving it. That's great. Um, really good. It's a good S blend kind of to, to work on that as you're pulling kind of the work on the physical with it. And then we just take turns. And then if we, so the say, you know, it dispenses two at a time. So if I, maybe I dispense two and I don't have it, but the child has it, that's an opportunity for either me to say, do you have a shoe? Or they could say, may I have a shoe? Mm-hmm. The shoe if they have it. So that's a good way to kind of work on the that like offering or requesting, um, kind of flip it in the question format. But yeah, this is a fun one. And I always, I don't know what you can, I always just play blackout. We don't do the actual bingo right. kind of way. It, it's a fast game. So just kind of getting all the tiles and it's super durable. I like that too. Super thick. Um, yeah. tile that's the cardboard. word that I didn't I don't know why I didn't oh, use that yeah. uh, that's a great way to explain it they're little tiles yes yes tiles. right so they're not all mangled after you've played with it like three times because someone had a mm-hmm. drink and now it's sticky you know right uh-huh. so yeah. yes they're good durable plastic yeah and then you have to slide if you don't have the match you have to put it back into a little opening at the top, which again, that those fine motor skills of like lining it up and you kind of have to push it back in. So it drops back down into the dispenser. You can also Mm -hmm. take the top off and put them in that way. But if you're wanting to kind of get the repetition of having to push something in using some fine motor skills, it's just another great activity for that. Oh, I forgot about that part. You're right. Yeah. And then putting it back that's a good way to work on negation too, to say no, no shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you put it back in. And then um, sometimes like if I'm doing S blends, we say snap and then mm-hmm. it just kind of clicks. Back it does in. click back in. Oh, I love that. It's very satisfying. So click. It's, in. <laughs> it's a good one. All right. What about you, Mary? What toy do you have for today? So Kim, I did not realize this when we picked our toys, but we have a bingo theme today. This is a bingo game theme (laughs) because I chose Scary Bingo. Um, It's called Scary Bingo, Fun with Monsters and Crazy Creatures. This is a graduated Zingo, I would say. So we did a good job with the order too. So um, this is like small parts, not for children under three. Totally. It's not a a little kid kind of toy, but for game, it would be... I would say four and up. And even then it's definitely more like five or even school age, just depending on how you use it. So this is a game that's a little more traditional bingo. And each person has a card and the card is five by five. So, I mean, it's a lot, a lot bigger um, options and there are all little monsters on it that are real cute or kind of they're not scary like you know I think about some other things being scary it's more just little little um, caricatures sort of and so there's monsters on there and then there is a master bingo also for like the collar to have so there's a huge one that that you're actually um, matching. Like when you, when you take 
the picture of the monster out of this box. Then you put it on the master bingo to see at the end, okay, did you get a bingo? Did you get all these monsters? Because there's so many. And this is a really fun game. And I use it in a dip, in a little different ways, really for kids to match the picture um, in a in a big big tile. Again, it's it's a little bit um, visually, you know, there's tens going on on this, on this card. And then I use it a lot for articulation, for speech, and not like in the sense that you have to be a speech path working on it, but um, different, just matching. So one of the, one of the skills that kids should be able to do is to be able to repeat nonsense words. And so all of these monsters have a name and some of them, even though they are named, they're kind of, they're kind of like nonsense words. And so it's just a good imitation practice um, for different diphthongs, different funky little names. Like there's a monster called Squib, you know, where you're trying to match those sound or Harry Jim, or there's my kids love the one that's boo-boo, you know, just like silly. And we just laugh about it. There's Louise. So there's lots of different names that are a little more challenging, I think. I mean, there's also like Ed and Sam that's a little more straightforward. But I think it's a really good practice in imitation of exactly the sounds of the little monster's names. And then we go through and and play bingo with it. And this game takes a little longer, but I was really surprised that um, that a lot of kids really love it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of concept that people are just obsessed with Halloween. And it's right. always confusing to me every year. Like, oh, yeah, this is like a major decorating holiday. I forget, you know. Right. Once you get all the catalogs coming that have like, all the Halloween lines, you forget how much everyone loves Halloween, but I think monsters are no different. And they're, you can talk about what they look like. You can make it into um, a little game. It does come with this box that you put all the cards in and it's kind of flimsy. So I honestly have just resorted to putting the cards in a little Ziploc or like a little bag. Uh And then we just take them out of the bag. I think you can do that really well. But this is a game that I bought at World Market, which I'm not sure if that's a local or regional store or what. I know we're in Texas and there's a World Market in every major Texas town, I think, or city. But Uh um, they have a lot of really good games. I love going there to get um, some quality games and uh, especially around holiday time. But this is this is one I really like a lot. They have great. I always think of that place for um, like stocking stuffers and just mm-hmm. unique and original toys and games. Just stuff, stuff you don't see every day. But that I have never heard of that game either. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I think when it comes to the silly names, that's just a big reinforcer to kids for some reason. It's just being able to say the silly names and make something fun and silly just adds to the excitement of the game. I think your boys would really like it, Kim. It sounds I really fun. do. And they're readers, so they mm-hmm. obviously could do it at that level. And for us, we're like I have to do the name mm-hmm. or say it. And and I was surprised, even my like 
we, my son really liked it last year at, at three. And I was surprised because I think of it as an older game, but so I'd whisper the, the um, I'd have him be the caller and I would just whisper the monster name to them. And then they got to imitate it. And we just practice that announcer name. We'd be like, spiky joe spiky <laughs> joe and we'd like we kind of play it so it's a it's a fun one that again the whole family can get involved in if you have a wide variety of ages in your mm-hmm. household yeah that's fun that sounds like a fun one especially right now as we're about to have that season come up that's perfect to be able to just add into games and even with parties if you're going to have some sort of halloween party for kids it would be a fun game. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's um there's several different cards. I'm looking at the box here. I wonder how many. I think there there's at least eight. So I mean you could play with with a lot of um a lot of people at a time. Was it yep, eight eight of them and there's yeah, it says two to seven players. So and you could also like make a separate like collar type person. So Yeah, that would be good for a little Halloween group or something. Well, thank you for listening to our episode about favorite games, about our bingo games today. And we hope you check out the rest of our Friday favorites and have fun playing with your children and your household. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, thespeechsource.com. Also, check us out on Instagram for more ideas on speech, language, feeding, and play.